0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio.
1: The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship. Give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment.
2: Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa.
0: Have you ever suffered from Worrying about your breasts, worrying that you could get cancer, or suffering from somebody else in your family getting cancer? Have you ever had lovely, painful breasts, and even had a cancer scare? If you've ever had a problem with your breasts, today's your day, because we're going to talk about the breast cancer debate. What's healthy and what's not? In today's, in today's world, it's very common having people arguing about well, should you use a mammogram? Should you have ultrasound? Should you have a thermogram? And, you know, a calcification's normal, abnormal. What? Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use mind, body, medical intuition, and common sense to create healthy, normal breasts, but also handle the world we live in, which is that we have an increasing risk for breast cancer, and including men. But you need to first know about what breast, breasts are made of. First of all, your breasts, all of us, men and women, but women's breasts are more stimulated by estrogen. It's a bunch of cells created into groups like groups of grapes. So cells are combined into glands, and the glands look like groups of grapes. And they dump milk when you're lactating being pregnant and so on down ducts and they go out nipples so really your breasts are glands we have lo- lots of glands in our body we have sweat glands same thing groups of groups of grapes cells that make something sweat glands make sweat breast glands make milk. When they're not under the stimulation of a lot of estrogen, and of course prolactin, milk is not made. Well, if you look at healthy cells, they have boundaries. And if you want to look at the medical intuition of breast cancer, it's all about the right brain. In the right brain, there's my dance space. And there's intuition for somebody else, your dance space, somebody else. And frequently, we can be intuitively keyed into somebody else's pain and suffering. And we feel compelled to nurture them. When you're pregnant, when you have a child, the boundary between you and the child is very porous or sensitive. There's a lot of holes, so there's less boundaries. As a child gets older, they get more distant and the boundary gets wider. But if you're hyper-vigilant, if you're this helicopter mother, you're constantly very intuitively keyed in to what's going on with that person. If you are a hyperintuitive, hyper anxious, hyper-twitchy person, you too are going to be a helicopter person. First line, always looking for what's going to go on next. But it's not like you're just looking, 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 scanning, scanning, intuitively keen on what people's problems are. When you see them, you got to fix them. When you see them, you got to mend them. Therefore, you're a breast on a stick. You lack boundaries, meaning the wall between you and someone else's pain and suffering. It's got holes in it, too many holes. Their suffering leaks into your emotions. Their pain turns your happiness into panic. Your happiness and joy into panic. If your emotional health and happiness is dependent on everybody else being happy, good luck with that. It's a normal world life experience that people, all of us, including you, have to grow through growing pains. Grow, you fall. You get anxious, you learn, you get up, and then you move. But if everybody who fell, hurt themselves, and then got up or didn't get up, you swooped in to save them or mother them, that constant hypervigilance goes to your adrenal gland, and adrenal glands actually make estrogen, not just ovaries, adrenal glands. If you have a hyperactive responsibility gland as a result of being overly nurturing, overly intuitively getting the people's pain, your adrenal gland's gonna produce, not the cortisol. I know everybody thinks they have cortisol, um, adrenal gland exhaustion. Well, you do. But what you don't realize is when you're hyper-responsible, you're also releasing estrogen. And that estrogen stimulates your breast. Yes, your breast. And that cortisol you're secreting increases your chance toward your nearby pancreas making too much or inappropriate amounts of insulin irregular amounts of blood sugar to the point where you're more likely to have problems with blood sugar body fat and the more body fat you have the more estrogen you have the more estrogen you have the more those groups of grape those glands in your breasts get bigger 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 well it's not just estrogen that increases your risk for those glands to get bigger. It's not just body fat that makes those glands get bigger. What's normal and what's not normal? There are a lot of people who have benign breast conditions. They used to call it fibrocystic breast. Well, the heavier you are, the more body fat your breasts get bigger. Who doesn't know that? In fact, they give cows, yes, cows, moo mm, to produce milk where you think they get the milk from they got the breasts they give them hormones and what do you think are in those hormones estrogen which is why we're all trying to buy that hormone free milk because we don't want to have that hormones in our body i once did a reading with a woman in turkey yes turkey she called me about her daughter who was born with breasts and got a menstrual cycle when she was two unbelievable and then i asked her if she herself had hormone problems and she said yes that she started to lactate before she even got pregnant and so you understand her groups of grape her glands and her breasts were not normal they were hyperestrogenized and so was her daughter and they found out that the entire area was loaded with people who had hormonal problems because they had xenoestrogens. That's a risk factor for breast cancer in women and in men. That's why we don't want to have hormones in our milk or, or meat. And that's because the hormones, plastic and so on, fake our body and it acts like we are on excess estrogen. And they make our hormone tissue get big and they can increase our chance toward cancer. But we can make our hormone tissues big. We can. We make our own hormones. If we eat too much and we get too much body fat, we are taking bioidentical estrogen progesterone. How are we? Our own body fat provides it every single day. So for every 40 pounds you're overweight, you are taking estrogen and progesterone replacement, whether you're postmenopausal or not. You may go to a naturopath or anybody else who may test your blood, saliva, or urine, and they'll say you don't have any estrogen. It doesn't matter. Just go in the mirror, look in the mirror. If you have an ample thighs, hips, and abdomen, body fat 40 pounds or more, you are, you have estrogen replacement. It's stored in your tissue. You would have to do a biopsy to find it. It does not release it in your fat. It's stored in your breasts. Your breasts get bigger when you get heavy. Your rear end gets bigger and so do your thighs. So you are on hormone replacement. You give it to yourself every day. Your tissue releases it. Another risk factor is constipation. The more food stays in your bowel, the more likely fat is absorbed through lymph vessels. And where does it go? It helps your adrenal gland and your ovaries make estrogen, which can stimulate your breast. Constipation increases your chance toward breast cancer, colon cancer. And then of course, there's genetics. There are people who have genetic susceptibility to cancer, but you don't have to have the genes to get cancer. And if you do have the genes, there are other risk factors that increase your chance toward getting cancer. Just having the gene doesn't mean for sure you're gonna get the cancer. But let's go back to fibrocystic disease. It used to be that was the normal breast, that there weren't a problem. Well, wait five seconds and they'll do another study. Then they did a study and they found that people who have fibrocystic breasts had an increased risk for breast cancer. Oh, I don't know. Then wait another year and it will be the difference. I just don't know. I just don't know. 30% of all women who die, they look at their bodies in the morgue. They have DCIS. They have calcifications. Which ones are normal, meaning they'll, they'll, they won't they will kill you, and which ones will progress to kill you? No one knows. So when someone is found to have DCIS, these things that don't feel like a lump, don't feel like they're thickening, they treat you with lumpectomy. If that's what you want to do. The important thing is all problems where cells grow out of boundaries, where cells grow out of the normal tissue boundaries. I use the word boundary because our tissue is a metaphor for what's going on in our life. Our bodies, our organs, our breasts, at least in this radio show, are a metaphor for what's going on in our life. I understand that every illness is always in part due to diet, genetics, the environment, and so on. But every illness has an emotional intuitive component. So if your breasts have uh, become irritated, itchy, dimpling, changing color orange, become swollen, misshapen, hard, tender, or warm to the touch... Become flaky or peeling in the nipple area. Have lumpiness, swelling, or thickening. Become red or pitting. There's a lump or a mass. Or it doesn't have to be. It can be just a thickening. Breast or nipple pain. Something new. Retraction, where things turn inward. Nipple discharge or some lump even underneath your armpit, go to the doctor. Most women with breast cancer beyond any other, mostly, I don't know every other illness, but a lot of other illnesses, women with breast cancer will not go in. Male breast cancer, the same thing, lump in the breast, usually painless, thickening, changes in the nipple and discharge. Usually normal there are changes in the skin texture but it's eczema but it's not the same you can go into how a person can have a feeling of the cyst getting bigger and then smaller with the period go to the doctor usually those are fibrocystic but you want to make sure it's nothing if it becomes Sometimes, when the woman has been breastfeeding, the nipples get infected. Just have them name it. Sometimes, areas where the lump gets injured, the fat inside the breast can get damaged. That's called fat necrosis. So, the point of the matter is some women get a lump when they're breastfeeding. Some of those women end up getting cancer. You don't want to be the person. Does that mean every lump is cancerous? No. But enough women overlook something. And I'm one of them. Which we'll talk about in the show. However, that was in 2005. And I'm still here. The first year that Hay House Radio had a radio show, the first show, I was seven days out of breast cancer operating room i had drains on <laughs> i remember doing the show i was really nervous and i was upset ten months later seven surgeries later i was i had a new set of knockers and i was brand new the important thing to understand is that we all have something 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 that happens in our life we need to know that we are strong We are vibrant, and we have the skills with support to handle it. Avoiding it is telling yourself, I can't handle this. I, in conjunction with my higher power, can't handle this. And all the while, you are trying to help everybody else. Oh, come on. Enough. You in conjunction with a higher power, and people on Earth can handle anything. Give yourself a chance. Just check it out. No matter what it is, whether it's normal, oh, I got a problem. You're gonna handle it. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about the breast cancer debate: what is healthy and what is not. Do you want to know more about the solution to today? Show. You want to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. You can't get online say I want a private reading. Go to www.drmonalisa.com or call 207-846-6475 or go to www.drmonalisa.com. Where am I going to be next? Well, where am I going to be next is a seven-day class. It's in July 22nd. Think summer. I know that we're in a little bit of a problem here. With this pandemic, but you know what? Life goes on. We are strong. This pandemic has made us stronger and made us more resilient. And that is the silver lining. We will go to line one. Erica, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help?
2: I'm... Chelsea uh, except that I had uh, embolus in right middle cerebral artery year and a half ago with left hemiplegia. The left okay. leg has... Let me
0: explain. Arm, Let me explain, okay? Mm-hmm. The first thing I see... is in medical intuition, you're all heart. Yes. And relationships are a real priority for you. When a relationship isn't working, you don't do well at all. The left side of a body is the right brain. And the right brain is about connection intuitively with somebody else and with spirit. And there was a connection with somebody in your life where you were trying to have a relationship with somebody and someone interfered. And you became distant and removed. And it was very... You didn't become distant and removed. The relationship became cut off. And it broke your heart. I can't figure out if they up and left or some other person moved in, and you felt sh- cast aside. Whatever it is, it broke your heart. The thing is, whenever you have a right brain stroke, you get something called anosognosia, which agnosia means to recognize. Agnosis means recognition. Anosognosia means it's hard to recognize. And I worry by saying this that you may not recognize what broke your heart. You'll say, oh, it happened, but that was okay. Who do you live with, Erica?
2: With my husband. It was my sister. I think you read it right. What happened with your sister? What happened with your sister? My sister is still living alive and uh family problems, I think I gave my too much of my heart to her, but anyway, as you say, it's a history now, and I think I overcame she's still alive, doing well, but we are we're not as close as we used to be as kids, which is okay.
0: There was some event that happened that shut it down because a stroke is a, shutting it down, closing the road between you and her, what was the we event just, that closed it off? If you can't take right brain emotion and name it so you can move on, it affects your heart and your blood vessels. You have to do that. Do you understand?
2: I think I have if not, between me and her when she got divorced. So I think that.
0: You got what when she got divorced?
2: At that time, I started to grow up, I think.
0: I look at your head. At times, I feel waves of dizziness, vertigo. I see Never problems with. It. Wait a minute. Wait a second. I see I'm problems waiting. with. I, I see problems with focus, attention, that you're not necessarily aware of. I look at your thyroid. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. I see an increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid.
2: I had my left parathyroidectomy for the adenoma for hyperthyroidism, for hypercalcemia two years ago.
0: Oh, that's interesting. But I the see, thyroid... oh, Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to explain why. I look at your heart.
2: My body is the whole... Wait a minute, wait a minute, Don't say anything. Okay, I'll shut up.
0: I wonder if it feels like your heart at times skips a beat that adds a beat. Hold on. At times no I wonder reason, whether... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Waiting. I, I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder. I see decreased height, decreased bone density. I see changes with your teeth. I can't get figure out if they've gotten thinner. There's a change in your gums or what that is. I look at the joints Hello. in your hands, wrists. Wait a minute. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas.
2: Two years ago, I had left right, right total hip replacement because of the hyperparathyroidism, and osteoporosis.
0: Okay, so you do have a change in bone density.
2: Oh, yes, I did. I didn't go for repeat checkup, but I did at the time.
0: Okay. I see in the past problems with falling asleep or staying asleep. Can you please tell me your health concerns?
2: Well, they told me that for the uh, left-hand paresis that it's going to take a little longer than for the recovery of the leg but it's coming coming along slowly the fingers may be still a little spastic but they not the hand is not open to, totally full yet but i'm content with the, with the with the with the improvement i live with my hubby who is uh, who had who you probably met who, de, who, who you did meet And thank God for that grand round. It was out of this world. Maybe you forgot at Albert Einstein.
0: Oh. I think I now remember. remember. Yes. Let me ask you a question. He's still alive. Does he think you're different?
2: No. He still uh, thinks that I'm very strong, healthy, and as crazy as I was when when he met me, I guess.
0: When you had your stroke, did you have problems focusing and paying attention?
2: No, but I think I probably as a kid was a little bit ADD. My dad was concerned about it for a short while.
0: Okay, let me give you some suggestions. I want you to go to someone who does acupuncture. A person who's had a stroke that affects arm and leg is a very specific area is called the internal capsule, specifically the posterior limb of the internal capsule. And if it if that area of a problem of your stroke goes up towards something called the periventricular white matter, you can get improvement with acupuncture. Up to even wait a minute, let me explain. Up to twenty years later. The study was done by somebody named Margaret Naser. The reason why I know that so much is because I did the anatomy behind the study. You can get improvement of your Margaret Naser. N-A-E-S-E-R. She did it with laser acupuncture. It will help you get better faster. But... But I want you to do that with Qigong, which will help you balance one side of your body and the other at the same time. There's my music, and you know what that means. When we come back, we're going to talk about the ways you reduce your risk of breast cancer. So stay with us. We'll talk about healthy listening intuitively. You're with Dr. Mona Lisa.
1: Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa.
0: So we're talking about how you can lower your risk factor for getting breast cancer there are a variety of ways in which we've been told that we're doomed quite frankly if you get the genes family in, somebody in your family has cancer and so on it's just not true even people who have the gene in their family not everybody gets cancer It's harder not to, but still. It's usually the gene plus something else or excess estrogen and plus something else. It's not just one thing. You can have a gene. It's called Nutson's two-hit hypothesis. You can have the gene and something has to turn it on. It can be a virus. A virus will flip the switch. Well then, what makes you susceptible to the virus? Because not everybody. We have coronavirus now. A lot of people come in contact with the virus, never get it. Why? So something else turns it on. So if you are depressed, anxious, in grief, lost a loved one, the cortisol goes up, the cells in your body, lymphocytes called natural killer cells, don't work. So you're more likely to have difficulty fighting viruses, there you go, and cancers. And your susceptibility to the virus, to cancers, and your gene increases your chance toward the cancer, the oncogene, that you're genetically susceptible. So one if the gene for cancer runs in your family that's the first thing but the second thing is if your natural cells are down low because you had a a loss and you can't get over it that plus excess estrogen from body fat or from your adrenal gland or ovaries making too much of it can put your breasts those cells dividing, breaking through their boundaries, and either the lobules get too big and break through their boundaries, the lobule carcinoma, or the pipes that the milk from the glands, the lobules, go through, those ducts, D-U-C-T-S, the cells that form the ducts they don't stay in line. They break through their boundaries. So you're more likely to get ductal carcinoma if they break. If they break out a little through the boundaries of the cell. You'll get lobular in situ, meaning it stayed in the site or in the duct ductal carcinoma in situ. It stays, you know, in the construction site. However, if the cells really transform, break free from their boundaries, they get way out of the site, way out of the boundary, and it's no longer inside you, it's a malignancy. Then how far does it go? Does it go past a vein? and then get into a lymph vessel and go to the nearby lymph node, then that means it's a metastatic spread. So therefore, there are stages on how far it's transformed. Many people say, oh, it took 10 years for that cell to grow. I don't believe that because a lot of people know they get a shock. A couple people died in their family. Never got over it. Then, of course, they got fired. It was like a drip. And then all of a sudden, this big mass occurred. I go to the doctor, and the doctor says, oh, no. This didn't occur overnight. It would have taken 10 years. Well, you didn't carry this thing on your chest. I did, and you know. So grief, hiding your emotions. Then there's hiding your emotions behind the brave, stoic face. There was a study done, and I read it. It was a prospective study. They take a bunch of women. There were women in this study, though men can get breast cancer. A bunch of women, they look at their characteristics, and then they follow them in the future. This is a prospective study, meaning they look at you, and then they follow you in the future. Only prospective studies can you say that this causes cancer. It's an epidemiology statistics thing. Well, lo and behold, they found that women who hide their emotions behind a brave and stoic face, meaning you don't talk about how you feel, or at least you don't talk about it in terms, it's not intellectualized, and that you look stoic, that you're more likely to get breast cancer. But then there are also the women stay in a relationship that's truly not nurturing for them. And you have to ask, not yourself, but have other people who really are your friends, meaning they tell you things you don't want to hear. And when I say truly doesn't nurture you, I mean you don't stay in there for the money or the house. It has to do with the person really being there for you emotionally. The other thing is estrogen plus body fat. It's body fat plus bioidentical estrogen replacement or bioidentical progesterone replacement. I never thought testosterone was a problem until my friend got breast cancer about five years ago. And she wouldn't let her take testosterone replacement. I was stunned. And that's because testosterone, believe it or not, can get converted to estrogen. The same is true with taking DHEA, not DHA, but DHEA, and pregnant alone now people are going to tell you that taking bioidentical hormones cannot increase your risk for cancer each person is different I'm not talking about synthetic hor- hormones you have to look at all those risks I just told you if you're fifty or more pounds overweight forget about what's in your circulating estrogen um, excuse me circulating urine Blood, saliva. You know that it's in your tissue. You'd have to do a biopsy or your body fat, or how your liver enzymes convert hormones. Anyway, if you're if having excess body fat, 50 pounds or more, 40, but I'm being kind, increases your chance toward breast cancer. You know that bioidentical hormones in themselves from body fat increases your chance. So you can look at all the complicated studies and bad estrogen, methoxy and carboxyl estrogen and all that stuff, bad, good, and all you want. The fact remains is if you're too heavy, adding more hormones To, quote, balance your hormones for symptoms, you have to understand and think about what you're doing. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you are smart. You can think. If it doesn't make sense, don't do it. Get a biochemistry book and read about it. And then look at all the things that are going on. Treat the depression. If grief keeps going on more than 10 months, Work with it. If you stay in a relationship that isn't emotionally nurturing you, person is distant and treats you like a roommate, and breast cancer runs in your family, and you're depressed and heavy, you need to see, count the risk factors. Count them. Do a breast accounting. In many ways, it's like a scan. Then you can say to yourself, is this normal or abnormal? Fourth center, nurturance and emotional expression. If you, we always think we know how we're feeling. Feeling is a thought. Emotions create chemicals in our brain and our body. Our bodies will tell how we're really feeling. When we say how we're feeling often we fool ourselves because we have a conflict of interest they want to keep things the same the body will keep score so what is healthy and what is not look at your life if you have fears or dreams and concerns talk to your doctor talk to your friends ask yourself When it comes to breasts, what is healthy and what is not? Look at your life. What about nurturance is healthy and what is not? I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about how to handle the issue of nurturance. I'm opening up the stack here, I get logged out, and we will go to Susan Line 241. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, how can I be of help?
1: Yes, thank you so much for thank taking my call today. I feel like I've hit the lottery.
0: <laughs> thank you. I don't know how much the lottery you are, but how can I be of help?
1: Okay, so um, as a poorest person um, and a history of, of breast cancer on my grandfather's side, my grandfather had breast cancer on my dad's side, and dense breast tissue on my mother's side. I had, an, I had it twice. Um, what can I do to be proactive?
0: Okay, hold on one second. The first thing I see. Uh-huh. In your life is someone that you try to intuitively key into who's very mm-hmm. smart they got a keen okay. shop intellect but it's not necessarily like this person is a very emotional easy to bond with person they're like okay. a poindexter mm-hmm. and you're somebody who relationships are a deal for you yes You're not going to sit in a room and flip through a magazine if someone is, like, focusing on a puzzle or building Legos or working on some engineering project. You'll want to engage. And if you're both watching TV, I know you're right, but that's not me. I want to do the Legos. (laughs) Pay attention. It's like, leave me alone. I'm doing the Legos. No, it's not. Uh And if you're watching TV or watching a movie, for you... You're doing it together. And so you'll ask questions about it, and they're like, shh, we're watching a movie. But it's as much the movie, it's not as much the movie as it's the together experience. Okay. This person is not that way. And as a result, it bothers you. You had a history in the past of when someone was distant and removed, and then something else or someone else was in the picture. This is not them, but it doesn't matter. It triggers a a kind of sadness in you without being able to say more. Who is the person who's sitting in the couch, who's fiddling with a project, and is not engaging in you with you?
1: Well, it could either be my mother, who doesn't live with me. Um, Who do you live with now? I live with my uh, fiance and my little boy who is 11 or actually he just turned okay, 12. Okay, first of all, then, then I'm
0: going to use the intuitive word, the intuitive rule of 3. And I'll okay. tell you what that is in a second and you'll learn a little bit about intuition, okay?
1: Okay. And then sometimes I have three bonus children here. Okay, forget about the bonus kids. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cuz you
0: want them gotcha. to be different. Um your kid is 11?
1: 12.
0: 12. What is your kid's favorite subject?
2: He
1: is into agriculture. He's an outdoor type of guy.
2: Agriculture.
1: He loves farm work um, outside, cutting grass, planting a garden. Um, he's very mechanically inclined. He's a Mecha- he's mechanically
0: he's mechanically inclined. Yes. So he's not like into deep philosophical discussions. He likes the machinery. Well, so.
1: He's an interesting kid. He can go that way too at times. I know where he can where go. He can way, go. Too,
0: like. But my point is, he likes to deal with tinker with machines.
1: Yeah, he likes that outdoors, uh, baseball. Um, Forget, I
0: understand that, but okay.
1: Farm work. I get. I guess. Okay,
0: and what's your mother? Yeah, I know. I know you want to get engage him, and he'll go along with it. But left to his own mm-hmm. devices, he'll <laughs> fool around with the machine. Do you get it? Yes. Yes. He's not yes. a rude kid. He'll engage no, up. he won't slam the door right and go. I'm dealing with this machine now, ma. Leave me alone. He's too uh-huh. polite. Your mother, right? What's her primary uh activity?
1: Uh, she is retired, she um is also a farm woman. <laughs> um, we, she runs some cattle, they do some farm work. Her and my dad are uh, agriculture people, so she is not.
0: What you call warm and fuzzy? Nope. Thank you. Nope. Okay, He's that's sharp. three <laughs> wait a minute. Three, okay. two, one. So she shot. They're very smart. Very smart. Okay, and your fiance. How long have you been yes. fianced?
1: We uh year and a half.
0: And what does he do for a living?
1: Uh he is in the tire business. So he has a tire business. Locally.
0: And what are his hobbies?
1: Uh, he likes to hustle pool. He runs his own business. Uh, he hustles like pool. Things- Wait
0: a minute. He hustles pool. Sometimes. Like Our billiards. Friends. Billiards. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh.
1: Like to They're- play pool. We play pool. We play ping pong. We play. We're. They. No. 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 Movies.
0: No. We. They're we. So are you as good as him? No.
1: No, not at pool.
0: <laughs> no, not at pool. He plays billiards with other people. Sometimes,
1: but not right now since we're quarantined.
0: <laughs> Which one is more distant and removed?
1: Man, I don't know. I both I feel like they're both my mom, but I f because I feel like both the boys are on me. I mean they're on me, like mama. <laughs>
0: Okay. What was the relationship in the past where you were trying to have a relationship with someone and the third person interfered before this fiancé that broke your heart? Uh,
1: Oh, which one? Uh, So someone cheated on you? Yes, I had a uh, boyfriend uh, headed throughout a fiancé, discovered that he was having a relationship with another woman. So you
0: had a boyfriend? who you were engaged uh-huh. to, you were betrothed. Yes. I love that word, yes. it's a ridiculous uh-huh. word, who had an, who was having an affair. Yes. So you have a, a signal, a bell that goes off, when they seem distant and removed and uninvolved. Forget about the pandemic. Who can have an affair during a pandemic? No one can go out. Right. But in the usual events of things, uh-huh. when they're distant and removed, Okay. Your signal is that there's something going on. You sniff it out. Gotcha. And gotcha. Th- before the pandemic, that's why you're a little skittish about this fiance because you have post traumatic engagement disorder.
1: <laughs> I would say that is exactly correct.
0: Ironically, you tend to get men who are very focused on their shtick, their hobby you have a son mm-hmm. who does that you have ex-boyfriends who does that and you have a boyfriend now who does that you want to convince yourself they're not and that's your capacity to put a blind eye on someone's difficult side okay if you do that you're you're like these women who who hide their emotions you're going to say i don't do that you do Hide their emotions behind a brave and stoic face. Stay in a relationship that's yes. not nurturing, meaning your idea of nurturing is that you want them to be what they're not. Like you're saying your son likes to talk about philosophy. He likes to farm like his grandmother.
1: Yeah, they got that does. same
0: gene. He does. They do. It's in and it. And you have uh-huh, no, absolutely. I know it's eerie. It's eerie. So it's almost, uh-huh. but you wouldn't, you get aggravated with your mother, but you're like, oh no, my. you don't talk about your mother talking philosophically, but you talk about your son. Because he'll do that. He's polite. Your mother, not so much. Correct. The reason is, Jeez. is because you're his mother. So he has to. She's your mother. Okay. So she doesn't have to. Right. Do you see the difference? So I you do. cut him slack, but you'll cut your mother. No slack. <laughs> yes. Do you get it? Wait till you get disappointed with your husband because you're equals. He doesn't care. If he doesn't want to talk about philosophy, he won't. Goodbye. And if he doesn't want to play pool with you, he won't because you're not as good with him as him. Right. Mm -hmm. And you'll feel hurt. And when he goes out to play pool, you'll worry because you had a bad track, track record. They went out and had affairs. Okay. You're rejection sensitive. I don't blame you. I didn't say you're needy independent. I said, I don't blame you.
1: Yeah, he'll he'll tell me I'm the most independent woman he's ever (laughs)
0: been around. I know. I understand he'll say that. Uh Uh-huh. But your body has a track record. I look at your head. Mm -hmm. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. You shouldn't stay in the sun. I wonder if your sun didn't. Should, should not. I really? wonder if love I'll tell you why. I know you love the sun. Okay. A lot of people love the sun. Oh, I love the sun, but I it, Love it. I wonder if people in your family could have problems with the sun.
1: Well, we're very I, all very dark complected
0: I'll explain why. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and areas. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix, if you still have them. Mm-hmm. You hear my cat screaming. <laughs>
1: funny. Funny when it's you don't f- see.
0: It's not funny. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I see something in your pelvis. I wonder okay. if something was lost, something removed. I can't figure out if you were pregnant and you lost it or something like that.
2: No. I just see I've some, only had wait one, a minute, wait
0: wait wait a minute. Okay. I just see something in your pelvis in the past. I look at the joints okay. in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see mild lower back pain. Mm-hmm. And my left hip, uh, left knee pain. Can you please tell me your health concerns?
2: Uh,
1: Well, when you go to the pelvis, I did have some bladder issues that I think I got back on track. What but were the bladder was, issues? Well, it was uh, one of those mystery uh, illnesses type thing. Uh, I couldn't release all the urine. They told me it was interstitial cystitis. I'm like, I don't really want to have that. I don't want to have that. I did a ton of uh, essential oils and alternative health treatments and finally have that back on on track for now, but I actually had to have a catheter to finally release the bladder. How long ago was that? Uh, That just happened this past summer. It was the second time it happened in my life. How
0: long have you been engaged?
1: Uh, Almost uh, two years this coming October, two years this coming fall.
0: That second center.
1: Half. That second mm-hmm. center yeah. has to do with
0: boundaries. Boundaries, yes. How's your, yes, like how an how's your lower when that, how are your lower back and knee?
1: My left knee seems to be fine. My hips I do an exercise where I actually kinda help release the pressure from my lower back and keep the pelvis in place.
0: I know you that think you can, I think you know, you try to farm your body parts like your mother controls plants on a farm. Do you know that your body gives you signals and then yes. you push it back in? No, you, no, no. When it gives you a signal, you're like, well, I'm going to get that back in line. That corn's getting out of that line, so we're going to weed it out or thin it so it gets back in line. It uh-huh. tells you that something in your life is out of balance. Interstitial okay. stasis can be an infection, but then changes in serotonin and some oxalate or whatever uh-huh changes the pain firing pattern so you get an infection there which is a, not feeling safe and secure immune system mm-hmm. which has to do with cortisol anxiety yes,
1: that was also and then,
0: high i know wait a minute wait a minute and then okay and then you get like a, a sympathetic nervous system which makes the muscle spasm yes okay so then what do you do Second center, one-on-one relationship with significant other. It's relationship. It's not just about, well, I'm going to do essential oils and do all that other stuff. You have to ask yourself, what's going on Mm -hmm. in the relationship? Why do I, why am I spasming about it? And why don't I feel safe? And then the lower back, same thing, right? Church, different pew. Why -hmm. do I not feel safe? The question is, you've been engaged for how many years? Two. Why aren't we getting this dog and pony show on the road? How long are you going to be engaged?
1: That's a great question.
0: Okay, that's the only time that you haven't had an answer. That is honest. Yeah. That something else is going to have a problem. Are you still getting your periods? Yes, I am. I want you to think about that. I want to thank you for welcoming you into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa.
2: Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World.
1: Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.